It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Reds Podcast. I'm James Erpine. It is great to be with you. On Twitter, at James Erpine, at Locked On Reds. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. And wherever you get your podcast. If you're new to the podcast, well, it's simple. We do this every single weekday. You get your daily Reds fix. And we have 66 games remaining. In the 2018 season, the Reds coming in now, 43 and 53, gearing up for a stretch run now for uh, 12 days away from the deadline, which I want to talk about. Some interesting developments on the potential Rasiel Iglesias trade and what the value would be in return for a guy like Iglesias. But I I just want to say real quick before we get into the the second half of the season, even though it's not actually the halfway point. Uh, Thank, and I wanted to thank each and every one of you. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Thank you guys for, um, and and men and women, thank you all. I'm saying guys, it's the worst. But thank you for tuning in to Locked on Reds, especially at the beginning of the year. I got to be honest, I was really worried, uh, really worried for this podcast and how it would do it was our launch and then the red start and they go i mean they were awful let's be honest they were awful started out with the worst start in franchise history and i i was concerned i was worried i was like man no one is going to care about the reds but obviously the reds have rebounded and and you certainly have uh done your part we have a ton of listens uh listenership has grown monthly uh, I expect that to continue, and as we get towards the trade deadline, and as we get into August and September, um, I just want you to say I, I want to take the time to say thank you. Um, I, I think that this team is at a very interesting spot, and it's it's a question. There's a question now that I think the front office needs to ask himself, ask themselves: How close are we? How close are we to really contending? And are they going to be this offseason an ace away? Are they an ace and an outfielder away? Are they an ace and outfielder and a shortstop away? Are they an ace and two outfielders away? Like, what do the Reds need to become a legitimate, let's write them down and, and say they're going to be in the playoff mix this time next year? Because if it's as simple as, oh, they just need an ace, and, and they're really that close, then they should pay the toll. They should pay the price, whatever it is, and it'll probably be this offseason. They should pay it. And here's the barometer I'll give you. Keith Law came out today, ESPN's Keith Law, and I thought this was really good. He came out today with his midseason top 50 prospects update. And Nick Senzel, despite being out for the year, is seventh on this list. Out of all of baseball, seventh. Hunter Green, 13th. Taylor Trammell, who you heard earlier this week on the podcast, 25th. And the reality is, is those three players, two of them are gone if you're going to get an ace. You might have to give up Hunter Green and Trammell. You might have to give up Senzel and Trammell or Senzel and Green. And and that would be really tough to do, right, if you had to give up Senzel and Green. But two of three, I think, of, of those guys are gone if you're going to get insert whatever player you're thinking. I know Jacob DeGrom's been talked about. 
Uh, not necessarily for the Reds, but just in general. And he's got a couple years of control left. Fine. You want Jacob DeGrom? If I'm the Mets, I'd say, hey, I want Hunter Green and Taylor Trammell. Or I want Nick Senzel. And it depends on what teams need. But all three of those guys project to be very good big leaguers. The Reds have three top 25 prospects, according to the most well-known baseball minor league evaluator in the game today, in the sports media today. So if they have three of the top 25, you know that two of three are going to go. The other thing, and really the reality of that is, if you're that close, do it. But if you're not, don't do it. And that's what the 66 games left are going to tell you. Is Tyler Malley really the guy that we think he is? Is Sal Romano going to be a building block? Or is it a guy that eh, you could do without? Maybe you include him in a, a deal to get an ace. The reality is, is we've seen three different Reds teams. One that was 500 in the middle part of the first 96 games. One at the beginning that was absolutely dreadful and nearly unwatchable at times. I, I admit, I there were times where I could not stand to pay attention to Reds games in April. Had to, had to kind of keep my thumb on it. Obviously, we're doing a daily podcast. I have my radio show on ESPN 1530, etc. Got to keep that, got to stay in the loop. It's part of the job, even when things are going bad. But it was tough, and it was tough on you, and it was tough on fans, and fans had tuned out. But now you're back because they got hot towards the end. They looked really, really good towards the end. So they were really bad, average, and then really, really good. We have 66 games to see what they're going to be. If they go 500 the rest of the way, I think you're making moves. If they go, they have 66 games left. What if they went 22 and 44? That was bad math at first, but what if they did that? What if they finished 32 games away from 500? Now, I know that sounds crazy. We watched this team go 3-18. and 18. We're watching a team that's going to trade Matt Harvey in a couple days, and Homer Bailey's going to be in the rotation every fifth day. By the way, he pitched seven innings yesterday for AAA Louisville and uh, shut out uh, seven, inning, seven shutout innings. Excuse me, I said that bad. But uh, seven shutout innings for Homer Bailey yesterday in AAA Louisville. Um, I think that it's, it's interesting. I think it's interesting to see what they do at the deadline. Do you give up a Rossell Iglesias? If so... That probably indicates that you don't win this coming year. I have a, a trade that I would do if I was the Reds, and I think I would do if I was the Nationals, and I want to give that to you. I also want to preview the weekend for the Reds, which it should be a very interesting weekend for the Reds. So we will do that as well as the Locked on Reds podcast continues. But first, I want to tell you about Core Essentials because Core Essentials is – the place for belts. I've struggled. Like, and this, is, this isn't me reading a script. I'm telling you right now. I've struggled with belts because I think a lot of them are the same. And you go to a store, right, and they're $35 or they're $40. Or maybe they're, you get a cheap belt and they're $15. And, and they're all the same. Core track belts are the best belts I've ever had. They're stylish. They're, they fit you perfectly because they don't have holes. They have over 40 size points to choose from and it's a track so when you put the belt on the track goes right to whatever fit you need and it's just it's so much more exact 
There's no guessing. There's no... I remember back in the day, and some of you probably have had to do this, but you had to make another belt hole. You had to make another belt hole because you, you got a belt that was too big or, or whatever the case was, and you just had to. That will never be the case with track belts. They have one size to fit every waist from 22 to 48, uh, 44 inches. They have an XL belt that goes to 54 inches, and it's perfect. There, there's a, Adjusting it's easy. There's just a small tab that does it. They come guaranteed, by the way. Every single belt comes with a full one-year warranty. It's Core Essentials, K-O-R-E, and there's a one-year warranty against all defects, unusual wear, breakage. Here's the thing, though. Mine hasn't come close to breaking. I've worn it to weddings, and I, I've destroyed the dance floor, whether it's good or bad because I'm not a great dancer. Held up fine. Then, the next weekend, wore the same belt on television. I've worn it casually. I, I wore it yesterday when I went to FC Cincinnati and, and watched some soccer here in Cincinnati. So if you want to try out a core belt, I promise you, you won't regret it. Try it out, coreessentials.com to learn more. And since you listen to Locked on Reds, you're going to get 10% off your order when you use promo code Locked On at checkout. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That's core with a K, coreessentials.com. Use the code Locked On to save 10% off your order. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. So let's say you are in the let's trade Russell Iglesias and get something back for him. I think the Nationals are the team, and they've been mentioned as interested in a closer. They certainly need bullpen help. I think Iglesias would fit them well. I have a trade. I have a trade that would work for everyone. And it all is thanks to what the Cleveland Indians did earlier today. Uh, Francisco Maia, uh, a catcher in the Cleveland organization, was the fifth-best prospect. So ahead of Nick Senzel, fifth-best prospect on Keith Law's midseason top 50 prospects, was traded to San Diego today in exchange for Brad Hand. And Brad Hand is a closer. Brad Hand has 24 saves on the year, and he's under team control for the next, I believe, three seasons after this year. He will make more than Rossell Iglesias. But that's the asking price. That's the kind of prospect you're getting. You're getting a high-end prospect in return. For a closer. And I thought this was interesting. Because I'm like, okay, Washington's the place. Well, who do they have? They have a, an outfielder by the name of Victor Robles. And let me just read you what Keith Law wrote about him. He's fourth, by the way, in Keith Law's prospect rankings. Fourth. That means ahead of Nick Senzel, he'd vault to the top of the Reds' prospects. And he could essentially be an outfielder for the Reds next year in with the big league club. Let's uh, let's read what Keith Law said. He said, Robles is a true center fielder with plus-plus speed, a good eye at the plate, and at least the potential to hit for above-average power. He did have a hyperextended left, battle, uh, left elbow, but that shouldn't have long-term effects on his career, although it probably cost Robles close to a year of major league service and a few hundred at-bats of development. If the Nats lose Bryce Harper to free agency, they wouldn't be in bad shape with Robles in their outfield next year. That, to me, stands out a ton. 
right? That to me stands out a ton. So I'm like, okay, so he's a top five prospect, and that's a team who could use a closer. That makes sense then, right? Here's the thing. If Washington trades for Iglesias, they probably would want a starter too. They'd be on the search for a starter. And you might want a little bit more for Iglesias than just one prospect. I get that too if I'm the Reds. I would call Washington. And I like Jose Peraza, but you've heard Doug Gray on RedsMinorLeagues.com when when he comes on. He's a little concerned about the shortstop spot in the Reds organization. What I would do, I would call Washington and say, we will give you two players. One, that doesn't have a ton of value, but certainly valuable, a starter that can help you in the playoffs, Matt Harvey. Two, Rossell Iglesias. I would package them together. In return... I would want Robles. I mean, you're talking about the fourth prospect in an organization that is trying to make a run for it now, right? So give me Victor Robles, the outfielder, the center fielder, the the heir apparent to Billy Hamilton. That would be great, a great get for me if I'm the Reds. And then I'd want Carter Kaboom. And it's probably Kaboom. I might be saying it wrong, but he's 43rd in the top 50 prospects. That's a guy who projects to be, he plays shortstop, maybe he plays second, maybe he plays infield. And you might be saying, well, James, they already have plenty of infielders. I I get that. But adding a top 50 prospect, adding another one, gives you the ammo to go get the ace you want. Gives you the ammo to go get that that guy you want. So, Iglesias, if you could turn basically Devin Mesoraco's corpse into a couple months of Matt Harvey and then pair Matt Harvey with Iglesias and get a, a fourth, the fourth-best prospect in baseball who fills a need right away next season, 2019, I think. And it makes Billy Hamilton expendable because you could put, put him right in center field. And then you also get a shortstop slash second baseman infield prospect that you could flip if you want. Um, it makes a guy like Nick Senzel more expendable if you'd rather do that and keep a guy like Carter in your organization. It gives you a strength. And it gives you a chance. I, I like the idea of putting Amir Garrett, and, and I know he's had his struggles, but making Amir Garrett the closer next season. I would be open to that. Maybe Lorenzen, Michael Lorenzen as the closer. Like either one, I'm open to. But overall, that's my idea. Two top 50 prospects. We give you a closer that's under team control for the next three years. And not only that, I would also include uh, Matt Harvey. I think it's really worth it. I think it would be worth it for both sides. I think the the Nationals are buyers here. I think they're going to go after it uh, because it's the last year potentially of Bryce Harper. And why wouldn't you if you're the Nationals? You're right at 500. You're five games back at the Phillies. It's very achievable. You add a starter, you add a closer, and you make a run at it. And I think the Reds have exactly what the Washington Nationals might want. Now, that's just one team. Who knows who else could be on the, the look, but that's just an example of a trade, a package deal I think the Reds should look into. Let's preview quickly what we got this weekend. Tomorrow, it's Reds, it's Pirates, it's Great American Ballpark. Tyler Malley on the mound for the Reds. 7-7 seven and seven on the year, looking for his eighth win. Comes in with a 4.02 ERA. Uh, you'll go up against Jamison Talion of Pittsburgh. 6-7 and seven on the year with a 3.91 ERA. Should be a pretty good matchup on Friday. Saturday... Well, same thing. It's Pittsburgh. It's Cincinnati. Second of a three-game series. Uh, second game of a three-game series with Anthony DiScalfani looking for win number five. His earned run average right now at 5.32. 
And he's going up against a guy who has an identical, uh, is a 500 record exactly. He's pitched 50 innings over the uh, course of this season so far. Comes in at 4-4. Four and four. Nick Kingham, who has a 4.26 ERA, has struck out 51 and walked 12. And then on the deciding game, potentially, Sunday, the final game of a three-game set, this is the biggest game of the uh, of the weekend. And it's because Matt Harvey. The Reds need Matt Harvey to continue to ascend. He comes in at 5-5 five and five with a 4.63 earned run average. Going up against Ivan Nova, who comes in at 5-6, and 4.38 earned run average, has struck out 79 and walked 17. It'll be interesting. But that, every single time Matt Harvey starts between now, he's got two more starts, I guess, between now and the deadline. Those are the most important Reds games. I really like the idea. And it doesn't mean that it'll happen. But the idea of giving up Iglesias and Matt Harvey, which fine, but Iglesias and getting two top 50 prospects back, who says no to that? I think the Reds say yes. I think the Nationals say yes. And I think long-term it it would be the right move for the Reds. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. We won't be here tomorrow. That's why we previewed the weekend of baseball today. Uh, Be back at it Monday. Have a great weekend. Make sure you follow on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked on Reds. Check out LockedOnReds.com. And until Monday, thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.